Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finnecaro. And... Antonio Snake-Dares. That is a one-gunner, Kennedy. Well, we kind of are tired of talking about it, but it's literally the only thing talked about on any type of media or news outlet. Uh, coronavirus is... Uh, is here in the States. Finally, I think people are starting to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, and they're starting to take some precautions, but uh, I don't know if it's too little too late. Uh, that's kind of what it feels like at this point. And I still don't feel like it's, we've really done enough to kind of stem it, but that's just my opinion. So, so one interesting point um, that I've been told is that, um, you know, when you do laundry, you always have the extra sock that you can't pair up. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. No, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. You fuck you. <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong. Um, is that you? You just get all those mismatched socks and you keep them in the bathroom because you not you're not going to be able to find toilet paper if you want to. You you're not toilet paper. You're not wrong about that either. Jesus. <laughs> so I have, are are grocery stores absolutely still insane and bonkers out by you guys? Yeah. Yeah. My wife took photos um at Tops, which is a well, most people know Tops, but it's a pretty big chain out it never here. Stops. Yeah, they never stop <laughs> saving you more. Um yeah, and um the she actually had to like behind one of the promotional signs on the bread shelf, there was some bread that people couldn't see from the aisle. That's how she got bread. Wow. Uh, it was yeah. like wacko artisan bread that cost like, you know, $5 a loaf. This is our is gonna, seasonal gonna be, offering. It's going to be dead oh, tomorrow. Gunner, got fucking, Gunner just got fucking... Good. Everybody can just listen to him leave yeah. and come back. That's the sound that back. only we're supposed to hear. When leaves. Now <laughs> but, we hear it. Yeah, because of the way we record, now everyone hears it. It would be even cooler if he came back and his mic was like 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 a microphone that wasn't supposed to be used, like something on the motherboard of his computer or something. And <laughs> <laughs> you just heard him, he's like, Guys, are you there? I have been avoiding grocery stores because the parking lots I just jammed. I'm not a not a massive crowd guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think about what it's like inside there. Shauna went grocery shopping today because she had today off. And um, yeah, like she said, everything was adequately stocked. However, there was no, no paper products period to be found. No toilet paper, no paper towels, nothing like that. So yeah, I mean, I guess on the bright side, I mean, there 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 was food and things to purchase, but no toilet paper. We have enough toilet paper here to last us probably the rest of the month, so I think we're fine. But uh, if we can't get toilet paper like within the next three three weeks or so, I might uh, I might start to get a little concerned. You just you gotta make- you just gotta collect those socks. I want or 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 you or you make baby wipes out of paper towels and then become that guy. No, like there was when I say there was nothing in the paper aisle, 
there weren't any paper towels. There weren't any tissue. Yeah. There was that's nothing. What my bro- that's what my brother was saying. He's in the DC area and there was nothing. Yeah. He couldn't even get napkins because you know, when you run out of one, you got to buy the other. Um, what was interesting is, is the different sections that are cleared. So like my wife went to, um, the, like the prepared food section or whatever it is, the, 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 the place where they have like the stuff that you just boil water and then add all the contents, you know, like the, like the seasoned rice type stuff. And the entire seasoned rice section was empty except for the one that was cilantro lime. And there was like 20 of them. Nobody <laughs> wanted she, it. The only one that she was going to get was cilantro lime. And she's like, man, what are the fucking chances of that? Like, great. You know, apparently this isn't a popular uh, rice flavor. Or uh, Manhattan clam cheddar up in New England. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You buy um, that. Well, okay. not all of New England. Rhode Island has its own kind of version of like red clam chowder. They've yeah, done but here. Rhode, Rhode Island's like Rhode Island is the Delaware of New England. Um, no, not, I mean, it, it, Rhode it, Island it, is it, like it, a suburb of Boston. You say, well, no, because like it's like. So here's a so here's the question: Is it the East Syracuse to Syracuse? Or is it what's 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 the what's the price is Eastwood to Syracuse? It's kind of like good question. That's that's a really good question to to compare it to Central New York. If Boston was Syracuse, Rhode Island would be a combination of um Cicero and actually, you know what? It would just be Cicero because uh Cicero's got some like really nice houses on the lake and stuff like that, but it's also got some fucking chiwis hanging out as well, like some real like you know. <laughs> so it would be like the Cicero to Syracuse. It's 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 like it's like the hills have eyes if the, they didn't have hills. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 yeah, in a bit in a bit gayer. Providence is is very very uh very very woke. Okay, okay, wait, so here's a question. You say woke, but so could you, like, much like in um, Mad Max, have some dude in a hockey mask and a little song screaming about his army of gay, lord, uh, gay boy berserkers? Yeah, and I mean, not have it ironic. Or dude, like it, was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool and eye opening. Um, so they have this thing called PVD Fest, <laughs> and uh, it's just in downtown Providence. And like they're like the best where place to go drink is like this side street that this I think it's called the Dark Lady. It's this um, you know, like a bar where they have like drag shows and things like that. And it's you know, I mean, like I guess you I don't know if you call it I don't know if the word gay is even fucking I mean that's L that's a G and L G, right? Like I don't I don't it's like a gay bar or whatever. Um I think but, we could still say it for a few more months. I think there's gonna be a cutoff point where <laughs> Well, it's, it's not like it's, it's, where you just have to come up with some new new word. It's an absolutely like all inclusive, so I wouldn't just call it like just a gay bar. Like it, it's but, like but, everything right. in that rainbow is 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 like goes there. And dude, there were some fucking pretty intense and awesome costumes coming out of that coming out of that bar that were pretty cool. So so yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me for a humongous. Was it humongous? Aren't, am I wrong in thinking that all gay bars are pretty inclusive? No. That, 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 is, that is not necessarily the case. So I am wrong. Yeah, I think 
I think there's actually, and I wouldn't, I really wouldn't know. I'm not like, I'm not a member of the community. I'm a friend of the community, but I'm not like an active member. So I don't, I don't pretend to know everything, but I, I believe there are kind of like some gay bars out there with folks that like, don't really accept like transgenders or queers or things like that. When I say queer, I'm not being like a slur. Like I'm talking about like queer kind of like a, a queer lifestyle. I don't know what that is. So the way it's been described to me, and Gunnar, you might be able to shed better better light on this than uh, than I I could. But like from what I understand, queer is almost like it's difficult to define. You know what I mean? So well, it's you know, and it's also like there there are actually like uh, you know, a tribe is not quite the right word, but there are spaces that cater to specific demographics. You know, it's well that uh, makes sense, right? I mean, if you if you're if you're a meat market, you might draw a different type of person than if you're not, right? Is that kind of where you're getting at? Well, that and it's like there there's a there is a it's not it's not everything, but there is a very um, misogynistic bent in a lot of. You know, like uh, guy-oriented uh, gay spaces. Gotcha, gotcha. The, the not just the you whatever thing. It's just like yeah, they don't. They're dudes into dudes, and that's really they're 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 dudes into being dudes, and you know, like they're and nobody not. else fits, right? Yeah, that I mean, I, I guess, it, but to to me, that's still more of a meat market thing right because it's a it's a place to meet somebody that you're you either want to hook up with or maybe something more and if there if if you if you've already made your choice <laughs> and those people aren't there then you won't go there <laughs> right i mean am i wrong like you if you let's say it, and I mean, this goes for any preference, but if you're walking into a bar and you're looking to hook up, if the people that you're looking to hook up with aren't there, then you turn around. <laughs> you just don't go there. Yeah. So like, here's an example. Do you remember, and you might, you might not remember. Um, do you remember a kid named Galen? No. All right. Yeah. He, it's kind of, he's kind of a fringe friend. Um, more, uh, friend of like friend of a friend. He used to date one of uh shout outs to Bev. What's up? Um, congratulations on the beautiful baby. Um, but uh he used to date one of uh Bev's friends, uh Marie, I'm pretty sure her name was. And he moved out of New York City and just like past like year or two ago, he came out as queer, right? Mm-hmm. But he is he's as far as I understand his sexual preference is females, mm-hmm. but like he does have like admittedly some like, um, like feminine, uh, tendencies. Like he likes to put on makeup and he likes mm-hmm. to kind of very, very, very light. Like, um, I don't know if even cross-dressing is the right, like is an acceptable term or not. I apologize for my ignorance if it isn't, but he does, you know, like we'll wear some, not like a full, but like pieces, you know what I mean? Almost like accessories and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like he wouldn't 
be I mean his his thing wouldn't be like he if he were to if he wanted to go to a bar to socialize and potentially hook up with with uh, someone he probably wouldn't like like go be able to go to a gay bar you know what I mean but at the same time he's not the type of dude that would be able to just go right. to your he might have your, a harder time right he might have a harder time at a at a um your more classic bar right <laughs> trying and, to, and I guess trying it all depends the right on words here. the neighborhood he's on New York City yeah. so there's definitely like there's a spot for him you know what I mean like he's no, definitely found a niche down there so and 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 that's just and, 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 and they, the they just refer to themselves see. as queer well he has it, a tattoo that says queer yeah like he came out as queer I mean you know there, there's there, there's different you know and again it's kind of a, a self safe labeling thing too because you know there's non-binary there's right. yeah see to me i would that would be somebody that identifies more as as non-binary because they don't want to they don't want to identify as a social construct of a gender they're just they prefer what they want yeah, sexually yeah. Well, but what know, they feel yeah, like is well, whatever they feel like is it you also so, can just say like uh, you know again like so, so, so you know there's femme there's butch, so with that person because the name tag's a big thing right now right Gunner um, this is something I had no idea about but um, you know you you see a couple of events and you see people walking around with these name tags and uh, do you know what I'm talking about Wade the the name tag. Yeah, so you're, 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 the, the below your name, tag. you get to put the pronouns. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, okay. So for me, it would say Trace, and I would, and then I would specify uh, he, him, whatever, and then if somebody who's who's non-binary champion. might put, you know, Jake, and then underneath it would say, um, what do they usually put? Uh, they well, there's, there's they them there's they them there's, yeah there's like weird there's no so they them is like don't. Yeah, don't label me as a male. Don't la- label me with a he or a she. Um, label me with a, with a they or a them, and then you won't offend me um, <clears throat> by categorizing me with a group of of this specific gender. But I see it. I like. I've seen it at a lot of different places. Now, Gunnar, you go to con- you go to you go to the cons. They have them on the well, at the cons now, right? I mean, it, it's kind of it, it's not like it's not like a. It's not like a thing thing is in like a requirement of having a badge, but yes, more and more cons are making a point of having the stickers to them to kind of like normalize it in that space as it were, you know. Right. To be like, hey, we accept we accept this and we're gonna do our best to respect and not make any assumptions. I don't know how we got there from toilet paper. Well, because you know what? We wanted to avoid the coronavirus as much as possible, and then you bitch because we got off topic onto something else. Yes, and, I'm not know. bitching. I'm not bitching. <laughs> so, it sounds a little bit like you're bitching. It sounds just so I, a little bit. I have to ask: Has has anyone? Have you guys been stocking up on nasal spray? Nasal spray? Um, you're talking about cocaine? No, I mean nasal spray in 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 preparation for the diarrhea virus. Just <laughs> like how everyone is loading up on toilet paper for the coronavirus. Um, you know, unpopular opinion. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back onto the elephant in the room. Um, unpopular opinion, but um, why do we feed kids lunch when they're not going to school? 
Um, because the entire social safety net of the United States has been consumed by the stupid having having to either have a third party take care of your children and we've gotten rid of the extended family household or uh, both parents have to work to kind of make it a thing. And most schools have become a, a surrogate um, place to dump your children while you while you you consist you consistently labor in a job that will never actually adequately reward you. Well, I get that, right? I get that. I get that, right? I mean, you're talking about lunch in general, like everyone listening. Yeah, everyone listening that has kids knows that it's a fucking pain. It's a pain in the ass when they're home because you got to make arrangements. If they're young enough, you got to stay home with them. Um, in this case, it's even stranger, right? Because the, the you got the whole the lockdown, but they're trying to keep the curriculum going. So if you're in a high enough grade, then it's everything's online. Um, but if you're not in that grade, then they like send home like they essentially just want you to like like go over these these packets, right? <laughs> like whatever whatever ten ten major things are going to occur. Um, by the end of the year, they send a, a, a chunk of those home and they just expect the parents to, uh, to jump in. But that I, I, I guess I get what I don't understand is why, why the cafeterias have to make food for those kids. I just don't understand it. And like, I, I said this to my, my wife and my oldest, my, my oldest son, and they looked at me like I had three eyes. They're like, well, of course they're going to provide food. Like, no, no. Why, why, why are they going to provide food? They don't come in and give you like, like heat in your home while you're home. Like, why do they provide food when you're home? I, I don't so, get it. So, and I'm like, so, I'm like, they don't provide food to you during the summer. And I'm sorry, I'll let you talk in just a second. And then they, they're like, no, they do. They offer breakfast and lunch throughout the summer for children. Is this true? I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, that is correct. So, like, our school system, right, which is, like, hemorrhaging for fucking money. Like, they never have enough money. They would just, like, have people cooking food for people who aren't attending school? Wait, I'm confused. They're they're cooking food for for no one? No. For lunch? for for people but people that aren't at school like during the summertime oh like for who then I, I, I people who get free lunch i guess i don't know I, like, I, are you like for summer school maybe well I, I but those are people that are going to school right so that makes sense i'm well, confused i'm, I'm talking confused. about the same situation where people are just home so people are home and yeah. schools are making lunches and just throwing the food out. Like, what are they doing with the food? No, somehow it's making it to the kids. I don't know how it's making it to them. Well, I don't know how it's going to make oh, it to them during are this. You, okay, so like in I mean, cases like, like this. No, I mean like like if you get if you get a school provided lunch, you get that whether school's going on or not. How do you get access to it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they don't use meals on wheels. I don't know how, I don't know how it makes it to the home. I don't know if, do you, if somebody's got to go pick it up every day. Do you, do you, do you need to pose as a child getting a lunch during the summer to find out how this process works, Trace? 
I, I think I'm going to have to. I mean, it's probably a Google search away, and I could probably be searching it. Um, <laughs> but I've been doing most of the talking, so I can't search while we're talking. But, but, but that, but uh, that also lessens your risk of being arrested for being a weirdo going to the school to steal lunch, and that's just funny. So, but even even during this, you know, during this lockdown, I don't understand why it's the school's responsibility to feed us when we're in our own homes. Um, and how is it, how's the food even going to make it there? Well, here's, I guess, okay. I have to assume there's some sort of a delivery system. Um, magic bus. And I, walking off I wonder if these are kids that are, you know, whose home life is so kind of destitute and maybe poor or, or, or really not well off that this is the only way they're going to get access to lunch. I don't buy that. <laughs> There's things that I buy. I don't buy the fact that the kids aren't going to get food unless unless the school sends it to them. It, it'll probably be more nutritious, right? Well, yeah, because the school's going to have a, like a well-rounded meal just because it's a it's like a state program. They have stuff you can't eat the same exact. Well, I mean, they do serve pizza every day, so I guess there's no guarantee that it's going to be good for you, but. I just can't comprehend this. And I, I realize that there's people who are poor and they get the free lunch, right? Sure. And and I, I think that's really why I say this is an unpopular opinion, because I think if I argue whether or not the kids should have this Meals on Wheels you want the children during lockdown. The tiny children to starve? That I'm all yeah. That I'm also saying that they shouldn't get free lunch in general, right? So I'm almost. It's almost like I'm I'm going down that path of just arguing against well, I would, free lunch. But there's some there's something fundamentally wrong in my head about them getting lunch delivered while they're home. Well, I mean, it's it's now. So now, what you're saying to someone that is. Clearly, if they're getting free lunches at school, times are tight, right? Maybe it's a single parent. Maybe it's maybe they're disabled. Maybe something's going on. But now you're adding indefinitely an extra meal that the that the family has to provide for the child. That might be like kind of a. I mean, it's sad to think of, but it might be too much of a financial strain, and that's why they're still getting that that benefit. I mean, I know it's difficult for you to wrap your head around, but you're financially in a pretty good spot, better than probably most of the country. Most of Canastota. Definitely most of Canastota. I mean, whether I'm in a good spot or not, I have a hard time believing. I really have a hard time believing that... And again, maybe maybe I'm arguing against maybe I'm arguing against free lunch, right? Maybe I'm just arguing that free lunch. It, maybe we should all get. Maybe all the kids should get free lunch, right? With the amount of money that we spend, maybe every kid, you know, with, with the amount we get taxed for schools, maybe every kid should just get free lunch. But doesn't that stop the moment that the schools are closed? Well, I don't know. Did that person's financial situation just all of a sudden get better because that happened? I don't think it's the resp- I don't think it's the school's I mean you think what I mean and that's that's your right to think that way. I mean like and I don't know for sure what it is, you know what I mean, but I'm just kind of 
like to think of like the you're not considering the counterpoint is the problem, I think. The counterpoint that parents are supposed to feed their children. And, I don't and, know any world where they're not supposed to feed their children. No, but they're feeding they they're they're feeding their kids breakfast, they're feeding their kids dinner. It's just it's an extra meal that maybe they would be t- difficult for them to afford. But a peanut butter and jelly sandwich costs like 20 cents a fucking day. It's so ridiculously cheap. I I don't I don't understand. <laughs> well, and that's that's okay. It's your that's that's fine. That's, I don't I just don't understand like like it, it, maybe if it's a nutrition if it's a nutrition thing um I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a reaction. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a reaction to poverty, right? The school system's like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna make the kids suffer. You know, we're not gonna make the kids eat scraps and suffer because they aren't they don't have this nutrition in their body, and now they're not going to excel at school. It's it's not it's not their fault. They shouldn't be punished. So you know, maybe it comes more down to the fact that that we we really don't care what the, the parents do. Like it's. As I mean, a society, also, we say, let that kid get the exact same chance as the next one, regardless of how irresponsible his parents are. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, we're not, it's not just poverty. There are a lot of other compounding issues. It could be like in, in an at risk home where yeah. like, the parent is just barely able to right. function as a parent. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. And responsibly feeding that child, that, that lunch may be the only nutritious thing that fucking kid eats all day. It, it, it's got to be strange though, right? Because at some point, somebody's got to take responsibility to help coordinate, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, somebody knocks on your door with a tray of food. There's got to be someone to answer that door. I guess it depends on the age of the child. You know, once you're in your teens, you probably answer your own door. But uh, at some point, somebody's got to communicate with the school. They got to help like work with a kid and be like, yeah, you know what this, we got to go there at this point in time. We got to get your, we got to get your Chromebook or whatever they're, they're using for education. We got to pick up your, your packet or whatever. Like there's got to be some amount of engagement where that person, maybe the bare minimum is just go, you know, it's just, just writing on a piece of paper that your food's coming at two tomorrow or something. But uh, I don't know if there's something that fundamentally breaks inside my brain when I think that there is, there's people working in our school cafeterias, making food um, for kids at home. It sounds strange to me. And yeah, it, it, it's definitely strange. Like it's a strange concept for sure. But I mean, I also, I kind of see the other, other side of the coin as well though, like where it may be necessary. Yeah. Man, society is really broken if the kids can only eat healthy because our school system. Well, it's just, I mean, like I you're said, almost, you're, almost, you're almost there, Trace. You're almost there. <laughs> I'm almost what? <laughs> you said well, society is broken if the only place that a kid can get a healthy breakfast or lunch is at a public school. And it, what do you mean? I'm almost there. Like I'm almost there to a, to the, a point, or 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 the or society's almost there right now. No, no, you're, you're almost. It's like, you, like it's it's not a speculative. You know, like a society's just. You know, like I'm thinking of society. It's like, you know, it's not it's not a speculative thing. It's just it's just yeah, it is. We're 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 we. 
we we are we are an interesting bunch and that is all i got i don't have anything meaningful to contribute other than that but just like the so, so <sighs> wade and i had an interesting talk i'm sorry i didn't mean to talk over you there no, sorry, that's not good wade and i had an interesting talk about um you know like like if we could predict the hindsight of this whole thing right now we don't really know right we don't really know right now um one thing that's interesting is that, you know, you look at like New York, it's got the second most cases in the United States. And then you got Washington, it's got the most cases um, in the United States. And, like Washington's death rate is like, it's like over 4%. Um, whereas New York's is like, I think it's less than one right now. I could be off with my numbers, but our death rate is much, much lower than Washington. Now, it could be a couple of things. It could be... Um, you know, maybe in Washington, the the area that it broke out and had 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 a group of people that, um, for for one reason or another, had a greater chance of, of well, yeah, of the not surviving. The, the two epicenters are the are the nursing homes. So those, the nursing that, homes, that's a there more you go, at risk group, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause those, a lot of the people in nursing homes are already there. They already have d- different health issues. Um, um, even if that is just simply, um, you know, old age and it takes your body longer to recover, but, uh, you know, I think Wade, you were trying to compare us to like like France. Is that what? Uh, uh, Italy or Italy? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's saying that you know, like it took us too long to react, but um, with the good a good portion of the country on lockdown right now, I don't I don't know if we're going to be perceived like Italy. Um, I wonder if 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 it's going to be the other way, because right now everybody's saying we're all idiots, right? We're calling ourselves I, idiots. I don't we're think that we're idiots. idiots. I just don't think we responded as quickly as we should have. I don't think we've taken it quite as seriously as maybe we should have. I, as far as staying home and stuff like that. I, but I, and I agree with that, you know, to an extent Um, in our state, there really hasn't been, there really hasn't been that many deaths. Um, and I, I don't know how fast it's spreading now that everyone is on lockdown, but uh, it, it can't spread too fast now, right? And and maybe you have a different perspective, Wade, because you're in the food industry. Yeah. So well, you're yeah, that's still true. going to work. And it's and I mean, in the state I'm in too, it it's not like they're just enacting like lockdown stuff. So it sounds like we're a little bit behind what New York State has done. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we we were like one thing people are complaining about, you know, on one side of the fence is we need to like nationally lock down, right? Lock it down nationally. Um, but then like there's this other side, and it's like, oh, we need to do more testing. And there's another side saying everybody's overreacting, that this is just a cough, it's not a big deal, and everyone's overreacting. And there's all these different slices. And what's interesting right now is like at first, I'm like, people are actually people are legitimately concerned. Like the people who think that we're overreacting, they're concerned. Like society has got to stop being being panicky idiots, right? And then you have the other side. It's like, oh well, we didn't react fast enough. We should have locked down beforehand, and we shouldn't let it spread to where it is now. But what's interesting is those people are like fighting each other, yep. right now. and I feel like I'm wondering if if what we're really observing. It's just this modern version of panic where panic is, it's actually like us just doing more finger pointing and that's just how we vent, right? We don't observe. 
We just criticize. We criticize where we're at, what we're doing, where we're going, because we're all just frantic trying to fix the problem at the same time. One side doesn't want society to go to hell in a handbasket over something that's a lot of people describe as, as a mild virus. And then you have the other side that doesn't want this to turn into the next Spanish flu. <laughs> well, my, I guess like my, I've not seen any scientific evidence that a called this a mild flu. It's got a higher death rate than, than, than the flu season, essentially only by a little bit, not by like an extreme amount. However, when you're already battling, like, you know, whatever strain of the flu is attacking this season, to add coronavirus on top of it, it seems a little like, you know, it's a little more, might be a little more severe. Yeah. Um, I don't like the political twists on it where it's like, I've, I've literally heard people at the office say, if, if Trump wasn't the president, this wouldn't even be in the news. And it's like, yeah, you really yeah. believe that shit? Like you've seen that a lot. I've seen that a lot. <laughs> I've seen that a lot. Like people think that, that the virus was, that the that the hype about the virus is 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 being created by the news outlets just to make our president look bad, which you know he was he's 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 he said some very irresponsible things about this virus, right? Let's let's call it what it is. He said some irresponsible things about it. However, um, it seems like whoever's shouting in his ear is uh, is making sure he doesn't lose his doesn't doesn't lose the. Uh, uh, the confidence of his country, and it seems like it's going in the direction that it needs to for this not to turn into a pandemic. It seems like he is acknowledging this fucking virus now. So, t- to me, I, I don't really see, I don't see any connection at all with the president except for the fact that he's done what he usually does, and he says really, really bad things. <laughs> it, it, so. So the, the the only other caveat, so again, you know, YouTube stir, stirring the narrative. I don't know if you've like checked in your suggestions because there's this one TED talk that Bill Gates gave, gave back in about 2014, no, I specifically describing this scenario and what we needed to do to kind of avoid it. Mm-hmm. And where this comes in is like part of it is like you want to be, you know, grumbly and everything else is that there are. There is the the you know the the the, the two Trumps as it is because he, he's a being who lives in all timelines parallel in parallel, and as part of the Obama administration, even like going back to you know George W. Like they created an office specifically for planning, managing, and working on these issues. And there's there's a press conference where someone was at like one of the reporters. Back in 2018, where one of the reporters asked, like, you got rid of this national pandemic office. Why, you know, like we were seeing these outbreaks, we were seeing SARS and MERS and everything else kind of, why are you doing it? He says, well, we haven't needed it in a while. And, you know, I'm a businessman and I don't like having groups of people sitting around that we are not doing anything with. So I got rid of them. And shot cut to... Now it's like I have no idea what you're talking about. I I, I wasn't the one who I wasn't the one who got rid of them, but you know, and they, either or, so either somebody did it and he kind of took he took prop for it, or again, it's it's just. But, it's, but a lot of that is a lot of that is 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 hindsight because he's acknowledging it now, right? <laughs> and and that's what's interesting to me. And I and I don't disagree with your points, Gunner. And in your facts are usually spot on, but. 
his opinion about it and and the departments that he cut that that that's only hindsight right what we what i'm talking about is is you know 5 years from now when we look back at this and we look at the countries that were smart and the countries that were not like we're not going to be a did, country that was smart <laughs> i i don't know because our lockdown there's 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 different techniques to these problems right um so South Korea took a completely different approach. They have, mm-hmm. a, I believe they have a less than 1% death rate. And their approach was, let's do drive-in uh, a virus testing. Well, and you drive the, in, you roll yeah. your window down a little bit, you do a test, and then 10 minutes later, you find out if you're if you're positive for it. Well, I, but that's a kind of one of the biggest criticisms is right. all the scientists are like, the most important thing is testing. Like, have testing yeah. available so it can be identified quickly. And that's kind of where we're behind. So- I know. But when you can't test, what's the next thing you do? You do the same thing China does and you lock right. down. China right. denied it for much longer than we did. Mm-hmm. China, I think, is in, in five years from now, people are going to look at China and be like, that's how you don't handle it. But but like New York, New York started the lockdown process with with much fewer cases than when China, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like we we aren't completely baffling idiots. The president, nobody in legislation can change the the problems with the healthcare industry just in reaction to this pandemic. Well, At least I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how they would. No. Like and the president tried saying that that there was going to be free tests because it, it only makes sense, right? I mean, even the flu shot is pretty much free no matter where you go. You could go anywhere. You go to any Walgreens and get a flu shot and it's pretty much free. There are some scenarios where people have to pay money, but in most cases they'll get reimbursed um, you know, from their employer or uh, from their insurance company. This is one of those scenarios where the president's like, oh no, go ahead. You can go, you can go get tested. The, 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 the test is great. It's effective and it's, it's not going to cost you a dime. And then the healthcare industry's like, we aren't prepared for this. We aren't prepared well, to test you. Like that's an infrastructure issue, right? No, it's a healthcare no, there, there, infrastructure there, issue. So there is there there is that, and where this gets into the, like the whole how do you put it? Like I don't know if politics. I don't know if politics allows you to have a serious conversation about anything. That's not that's not you. That's like <laughs> no, just because no, I agree. I agree. Sports teams. Yeah. So where this gets into super bad optics, in like way sketchy stuff, is that there's two things that were happening happening in parallel, which is that one, the who tried to make test kits available to the U S and when they reached out to, you know, the not, because again, you have to go through because this is one of these weird things where like Congress and Congress doesn't have executive, like executive ability over this because these are, branches of the executive the executive wing which that's its own whole thing but when who tried to get a hold of the department of health they got told that no we wanted to develop our own test which okay fine yeah the problem is is that the company that was developing the in-house test and again it's because like you know there's only like 16 people who have actual money in this country is jared kushner's brother and sister and their healthcare company, which is also the one that's doing the website for directing you to COVID testing. And what came, you know, and again, what came out like at this, at this weekend 
was that Donald Trump had been meeting directly with the president of this German pharmaceutical company that was working on a COVID vaccine and attempted to buy exclusive license to it for production in the United States under two terms, which is for a billion dollars. And one of them was that that the U.S. was the only country that would be able to manufacture it and that it that it would not be done or the, the U.S. would be its only market and that it would not be done for in a nonprofit status. And those are actually those are provable terms to that agreement. And the German government found out and lost their absolute shit. <laughs> and the European Union found out and lost their absolute shit. And China found out and lost their shit because this company is the one with the first lead, you know, like the, the, the first step on it. And it's just like he can't. You know, and I say it's him. They can't help themselves. You know, and even let's say like, you know, because their response was, well, we're giving a billion dollars so that we're trying to speed up development of this. And it's like, yeah, but you had a contract and there's terms in that contract that don't say the same thing but, that you're saying I, in the, 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 the public announcements. But I still think and you can I mean, you could point fingers, Gunner, but I still think what you're describing, though, it, it could just be the greed of a single person. It could just be the greed of a single party. But in reality, it's the system, right? It, our system is not prepared for this because our system is privatized. And for you to get somebody in a private industry to say yes to something. They have to make money. <laughs> that, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way that it works. It sounds completely, it sounds terrifying that, that anyone would, would even propose such a thing, that no other country could have access to this vaccine. But the whole idea of selling it, though, um, that's, a, that's, that's just a, that's a cultural issue in the United States that we haven't corrected yet. Right. And there's a lot of opposition about standardizing, you know, about, about making healthcare something that's actually government provided. There's a lot of people that are terrified of it. Um, you know, where the government actually d d decides these things. I mean, I, I, I guess the, 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 the truth is, I don't know if I can have, I don't know if I can have a rational conversation about this because I straight up know people who have died specifically because of how effed up healthcare, you know, like just how, how healthcare gets paid for in this country. And it's not like they had diseases that would have been treatable. Right. But and like the, the example that I gave with South Korea, right? They have a national healthcare program. Mm -hmm. So you already have it, right? Like it's a compulsory program. If if, yes. if it if it needs funding, they just take more tax. Well, no, no, no. So, so this, but which is where, like, you know, you have like one presidential candidate that wants to go this direction, and another presidential candidate that thinks it's just going to, it's you know, it's just going to get rid of a whole bunch of jobs and and bring up prices in the industry. The whole industry needs to change. Yes, and you can't do that just because a pandemic hits. We should be able to. Well, does right? anyone? Yeah, does anyone know? Does anyone know, um, and this is kind of a, off the top of your head, if you know, what other countries don't have some form of universal health care or free health care? Are there, are there mean, a ton more, like developed countries, sorry, developed nations? Well, I was going to say like Cuba, so, Cuba and Iran manage it. So. So, so Italy suffered this problem and they do have, they do have, um, uh, 
you know, government provided healthcare. With, with them, I assume it was a resources thing. That's that's an assumption, a complete well, assumption. So, no, I don't really know. So, you know, one of the one of the big one of the and again, like you can say that like people are like looking for the blame game. One of the biggest problems in Italy was that people made a point of doing doing the equivalent of giving somebody the bird or like that gov- the 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 governor the gubernatorial candidate in Washington who made sure that he had a public a public rally of 251 people with the coronavirus like there was a dude in Italy who was showing symptoms of it and he made a point of like fuck you you can't keep me where I you can't keep me anywhere and he ran across the country in a marathon race and you can see like they could literally track infection rates from where this guy was <laughs> like clusters of death like a plague ship um but aren't and, we aren't we aren't we a little bit at, to an advantage having seen that happen i mean well, we're, it sucks for that country i mean like aren't we're, we're we're at, because it's easy to say that they made we have hindsight right it's eh? easy for us to say oh, that no, they no, made no, a mistake yeah. Yeah, and no, that's we, why we're locking down now so i think right now people have their opinions about how we're reacting whether we're overreacting whether we should have more testing but i think five years from now we're going to look at the way that we handled this and say, we actually were pretty responsible considering we're union of states and the states kind of yes. unilaterally are all coming to the same decision. Let's stop going to school. Let's turn, Ooh. let's stop going to public places with more than 200 people or 500 people or whatever the threshold is. I, I think, I think in hindsight, we're going to look back at this and be like, no, people were pissed off because they couldn't find toilet paper, but they survived. And it, it was not the pandemic that we thought it was. I mean, like um, people because survived the we locked flu. Down. People survived the sooner. I guess. No, no, they didn't. No, 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 <laughs> no but, they didn't. Actually, no, and half, actually, the, the half, only reason. Half wow. of the world's population had the Spanish flu, right? I mean. The, yeah, the, but the, 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 half the world didn't. I guess, again, it's long debilitating. We're, I guess part of the thing that you're talking about, too, is that this kind of, this kind of shows a bigger issue and I, I think I've made cracks to the pat in the past about this where like there was a lot of legislation that was getting passed in New York State that was like the equivalent of like you know like the 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 the, the government equivalent of like you know that dad's not coming back from getting cigarettes one night and you're just kind of like working yourself up into like just you know like you know it's gonna happen but like you're just getting what? along. Can you rephrase? Because I don't know what "dad not coming back from cigarettes" means. Do you know what that, that means? means like, I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going it's to a reference to being abandoned. Essentially, it's like a dad went out to, to get cigarettes and it never came back. And but you're saying that the government is dad. I'm saying the federal government is dad. I'll be right back. Keep, and keep talking. Are you going to be back after you get your cigarettes? Don't 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 leave us. How how, how do we know he's coming back? I, we don't. Okay, but so to, the government is dead, and the government's the government's just going to leave us abandoned, is what you're saying. Well, so the thing is, is that for the most part, the federal government at this point, the big things, are controlled by people who specifically talked about how they're going to destroy the federal government. You know, like the the the, the Tea Party, everything like that. You know, the Republican Party kind of like went all in on dealing with these deals. And the problem is, is that it, it's, it's, it's like, it's like watch, it's like being like realizing that the, like when you're in high school 
and there'd be like those two kids that were always fighting with with each other and you realize that they actually really didn't have it like they they really weren't fighting for their own sake somebody was kind of egging them on because it just entertained them and i where this is going is that you have a group of people who've made it their sole point to make make the, the you know like you say like they say that the, the the federal government is like unproductive or it's like an impediment or anything else, and they've gone out of their way to make it ineffective. And now that it's ineffective, they're like – the states have basically said, okay, the hell with you. We're going to go do – we're going to go do our own thing. And you know, it's like one, they don't like what the states – they don't like what the states are trying to do. And two, you know, like the, the governors are effectively trying to be the adults in the room and deal with these situations too. But to yes, your point, like we're – you know, you, you're watching Cuomo age in real time on TV because he's not sleeping. But, you know, like they're, they're just trying to deal with this problem because they had looked to, to – the feds for some guidance and the feds just kind of kept deferring and hawing and hemming and hawing. And it's just like, okay, I guess we got to deal with this on our own. And you have, you know, Rhode Island, Massachusetts and Pennsylvania, New Jersey and Maine. And just like the, you know, like they're just like, okay, I guess we're, I guess we're going to have to coordinate this between ourselves because like nobody, they're not stepping up and you can say right or wrong, expecting them to do so. That was kind of the hierarchy in these nationwide disasters, and when they couldn't get the nationwide part of it to kind of step in, they're like, okay, I guess we're going to do this on their own. And at some point, it's like, when, when, why do you keep listening to this party if they've shown that they're not effective at dealing with these problems? But, but, and, and this is where, this is where I, you have to, it's a tug of war, right? Words. No, it's yeah. fine. It's a tug of war, right? You you have a lot of tug of wars. You have local government. By local, yep. I mean like state. You have federal government, right? Which they're kind of supposed to let the states do what they want under certain conditions. Then under under conditions, uh, other under <laughs> under other conditions, then they they have authority over over the state. And of course, in times of an emergency, there's things that different bodies can tell different people um, what to do. Alaska has one case of coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Does Alaska need to shut down their schools? No. So, I mean, you're saying no, right? You're saying no. Well, right? no, I, I'm, I'm the, saying the, the I, federal the, the, government. The federal government is is not is not giving an answer, and the yeah. state governments are like, "Well, we're going to make up our mind." Is that not like, if you look at the way decision making works, is that not like an actual decent scenario, right? Where our federal government's not telling New York state what to do. And New York state says, okay, we'll tell New York state what to do. And then New York state fixes their own problem. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're- there is a bit of jeopardy because other states that don't behave responsibly can turn into Italy. Well, right? you know, uh, Florida, Florida looks like it's well on its way to be being that right now because people are like, people are making a point of like, you can't tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, like there's multiple, there's, there's multiple cases in high transit areas. Like that was one of the things Disney world shut down, but like they're seeing TSA screeners. Yeah. That's showing it now. Yeah. That's insane. So, um, that's like, that's hundreds of thousands of people. I, I think one thing scary about this is the, the amount of time you can have it without knowing it. Yeah. I think that's scary. Um, because I think it makes it hard for us to track 
to track it. We really don't know who has it because the only people who are saying they have it are people with symptoms. And we've only been on lockdown for a few days now. So we don't know. <laughs> the numbers that we're feeding you know, to the, the, the stats, when I say, you know, the percentages of people dying, we really don't know the percentages of people that have it. Therefore, we don't really know the percentages of people dying because we're not really encouraging people to just go out and get tested, um, you know, with something as simple as, as like a I, cough or common cold. Connor, are you canning something right now? <laughs> yes. So, um, one he's, of, jarring. One of the, he's jarring something. So, um, <laughs> one of the, do you, do you remember that, like, that, like, month I was like, Death ill. Yeah. Yes. And then you remember like the month and a half before that where I, I had fucking plague. Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah. but one of the things, one of the things I was like, cause what's kind of getting kicked around now and you can yeah. say like, it's, is I that it's actually been here it, earlier. That it's been here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've heard quite a few people feel this way. Um, the only issue with this, and I don't disagree Gunner, and you like, you usually end up proving me wrong you know, usually about six months afterwards, but you don't like actually come out. You don't like, like show up to my house and do a dance, um, which you're not allowed to now because we're quarantined. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. But um, there won't be 10 people there. <laughs> uh, you don't show up at my house and do a victory dance. But what happens is I just, you know, like a light bulb goes off and I'm like, okay, that's what Gunner was talking about. So this is something that's very interesting. And it's been, I've, I've seen it more and more, especially the last few days um, on social media is the fact that, Hey, you know what? We already had it. Very interesting. Very interesting. If that's the case, how, how has no one, I mean, first of all, when it comes to the, to testing for these things, I assume the tests get thrown out. So like if you went to the doctor when you were sick, right, yeah. they would have said, oh, it's viral, go home, right? I and, mean, and is that safe to assume? And then the test gets thrown out. And so, my question, I have a quick question to tack onto that. Um, as far as like, would a flu test show that you had this? No, no, no. no you, okay. you, need, you need a test specifically, specifically. for the- Okay. Sorry. Keep going, Chase. The, my bad. No, no, no. That's I, I. I'm glad you're saying something. Um, it's the same thing though, right? I mean, we all had this this crazy cold, um, over the winter. Uh, most people that I know in this area have, but isn't that completely insane? If that's really what happened, because you're talking about a lot of people being affected mm-hmm. before the virus was recognized, and well, nobody you, you know- and nobody figuring that out. Doesn't that seem insane? Well. One, if it's if it's reasonably contagious, to, to, I mean, like, because that the, the only reason that I even like kick it around is because I know that I particularly was spending a lot of time down in D.C. And if it had been if it had been making that if it had been kind of making its rounds through global travel, then, yeah, it's, there's got to be a touch surface that someone someone like manhandled, as it were. But um. I don't think I, I honestly, I really honestly don't think that whatever we had was it. And, and I'll tell you why. Well, because it could be another one reason, one reason only. Um, and that's the fact that pneumonia is a symptom of this, this virus. Yep. And like, like you, Wade, Wade, you've had, you've had, you've had a collapsed lung. Well, so, not collapsed. I've had a compromised or compromised. <laughs> okay. Um, which I mean, you have permanent lung damage as a result of that, right? Yeah, fifteen percent. Uh, yeah, less efficient in my left lobe. So, so 
if you had had this, you should remember having so, low oxygen levels. So you still good, have your oxometer, right? Yeah, I do. And and so a good kind of example of this. Um, so God, it's got to be like five, no, probably three or four years ago. I got, uh, I had like an upper respiratory infection and it just turned into like a regular respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. And because of, you know, whatever reason that I'm sure it had a lot to do with, you know, having one of my lungs compromised, I developed walking pneumonia. Like it was kind of, and right. you could tell, like my oxygen levels were just, were fucked. You know what I mean? So, so if the I cold got, you recently had was this virus, isn't it safe to say that you would have had some of these lung complications? Yeah, and strangely enough, um, it shifted within like a week. So I went to I went to urgent care three times for this thing because um, I don't have like a general practicing doctor out here because I just got insurance like two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I went to the like urgent care finally – it started as an upper respiratory infection. I went back the following week and there was like, yeah, there's really nothing left in the lungs, but it's all gone to your sinuses. So it was like just the sinus infection from hell essentially is what it turned into. But it definitely was. Was it a virus? Um, I don't know. Were they able to treat it with antibiotics or was it too late? They didn't give anything. They gave me antibiotics for the upper respiratory infection. They kept me on them, but they weren't really effective. And they had to give me some steroids and things like that to, to, to further it along. So I, I watched this video of uh, one of the passengers on that princess ship that, um, where they were quarantined in, uh, in Japan. Yeah. And, um, um, the man didn't say if he had a history of smoking or anything like that, but, uh, he, he did a good job of describing the symptoms and the first, the first symptom was denial, which I thought was great. The way that he, um, kind of explained, you know, how he had this little cough when, what they were told on the princess ship was they were supposed to be taking their temperature four times a day. And if it ever went above a certain amount, like, like, like that degree. Um, and it was in Celsius, which I'm not very good at, unfortunately. Um, but if it went above that amount, then, uh, they would have to they would have to notify somebody and he was he was going like like a degree and a half above it for like for just a few minutes and then his fever would come back down so he's like no I don't have it I don't have this virus meanwhile him and his wife both had it nice and uh um what, what ended up happening was um his wife wasn't affected that much by the by the pneumonia but he really was and his oxygen levels went from 99% down to 93% and they were they were talking about rest you know, putting a respirator on him. Um, if they, they actually wanted to put one on at 93. Um, but they said if it dropped below 90, he would have had no choice. Yeah. They would have put a, a, a respirator on him, which is one interesting thing because, you know, some of the people that are saying, oh, well, it's not that big of a, it's not that big of a, of a deal. If we get this virus, it's, it's, it's like you have sleep apnea when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but one interesting thing was, um, that a lot of the hospitals are equipped with that many respirators. Yep. Right. So even if they had enough rooms, which they there's a good chance they wouldn't if it turned into a pandemic, they, they certainly wouldn't have enough respirators. And it got to the point where um, uh, one of our old classmates is a nurse, and she posted an article talking about how nurses are preparing to run two, two humans off of one respirator. 
Um, there's a special way you can do it in the in yep. the in the event of a crisis, and you can run two humans off of one respirator, which I don't entirely understand. Um, maybe because it tells you when to breathe, it could tell two people when to breathe. Well, no, so, um, so because what you're what you're doing is that effectively you're taking over, you're taking over the cycle of respiration. Right. So it like so there's like there's like um there's two primary classes of respirator, which is that you have an assistive one, or it's a, basically it's a, a, a pneumatic function. So it's like an iron lung or. Uh, there's like, there's a, there's a, I can't remember what the heck the mechanism is because basically you'd have a, you'd have a, a mask on, but it actually has a, like, like a vest with a, like a, a inflatable vest and what the, so you have a, you have a inhale pot or you have an inhale cycle, which is where the mask is basically inflating the lungs and then you inflate the balloons to exhale. You have the iron lung, which kind of does the same function. But it's using it's using your pneumothorax to like you know basically it's working you like bellows so it pulls vacuum, so mm -hmm. the outside pressure is high enough that it like does that and then it pushes then it puts pressure on you and that's what causes you to exhale. Um, but yeah, like you know, like the mo most like most respirators now they're like they actually have like endotracheal like you know like they're 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 putting a tube down you and sealing it up. Well, I mean, they 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 usually do the mask first. Well, no, but but you know, they like strip, the big, like they strip that mask on first. No, yes, that's you don't need type, that, that's the tube. Respirator. The tube they have to knock you out for because you got to keep yes. you got to try coughing it up. Somebody, somebody, somebody that went from ninety three down to eighty nine, I no, wouldn't no, expect but, them to to, no, so to, that, to intubate. But but if they're in if they're in if they're suffering from severe respiratory you know like right. acute respiratory syndrome right start you know like then they're gonna have to because you're you're not only you're not only you know doing assistive air but you have to like do active gas mix because the actual efficiency of the lung itself has been compromised by whatever's going on inside of it right but man what a scary concept. Um, and did you start like, <laughs> I mean, assuming that you don't have the, that, that you don't have the tube down your throat and you're not knocked out. Like, do you like, do you just like pull the sheet and like, look at the person that's breathing at the exact same time as you? Like, do you have like some strange bond with them that you wouldn't have with a normal person? Because you're My so guess is forth? they've got them separated by a uh, <laughs> curtain. So they don't have to see. Yeah, probably, that's what I'm saying, either. but you just pull, you just pull that back a little bit. I don't think I'd want to see the other person I'm sharing the fucking ventilator so, with. So, so the next, the next terror, the next terrifying one is rock paper scissors with them. You're like, what else am I going to do? Well, no. It, what, what if what if you have the ventricular assist device that's What's running that? both? Running, that's basically the 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 blood bypass machine or whatever. Because you don't want to you don't want to mix the streams as it were. But what if you what if you have like the mechanical heart pumping for both of you? Yeah, yeah. that's no good. That would be a new spiritual level. It would be sad, and you'd be Weird. you'd be in bad health. But it would, you know, that's. <laughs> I would know you. You'd be connected yeah, on that level, where your hearts are beating at the same time. Um, speaking of hearts beating, we just hit an hour. There we go. That's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, we talked for an hour, pretty much about coronavirus. Pretty much about coronavirus. I mean, we talked about queers for a little while there too. We did. 
close. <laughs> so close. It's okay. But with that, <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to sign off. Thanks everybody for listening. Any, if you want to hear us uh, discuss or chat any uh, chat about any other subjects or topics if you have any questions or that you'd like answered on the show we can do that too just leave a comment on the friendship snake uh uh facebook page which feels which i feel is completely fucking worthless but uh whatever and if people if people don't have facebook i know a lot of people are deleting them um instagram yep um you can do instagram um as long as wade reads it I yeah, that's true. Don't know if I have notifications turned on. So wait, you got to check that. But I do. Um, I always check. I'm always on the friendship sake Instagram um, page. The uh, the anchor uh, the anchor app. If anybody does install it, um, good, bad, or indifferent, it's no reason to have another podcast app installed. But the anchor app allows you to 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 reply. You can type a reply, or you can leave us a voice reply. And the cool thing about the voice replies is we can actually download them and throw them inside the episode. So that's a nice way to. Uh, Give us some Chast- ideas, suggestions, yeah. feedback. Chastise us for our general pig fuck ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah j- you could just do you. Ju- you could just do as Mike Walker does and just tell us all of the wrong things that we said that week, yeah. which is I'm good. Sorry. We appreciate the truth. I do appreciate I the feedback. Yeah, Mike. I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the power of my pathetic internet podcast that you are not talking on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.